Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Women in Ministry TV broadcast. My name is Deanna Fullerton. I'm a licensed clinical pastoral counselor and ordained minister of pastoral care and founder of Eagles Rest Counseling right, located right here in Middle Tennessee. Thank you for joining me again today on Women in Ministry TV broadcast, Facebook Live, and Devotions with Deanna YouTube channel and podcast. It is a privilege and honor to have this opportunity to use these platforms through Women in Ministry TV. You know, leaders are on a tight schedule and must be creative when it comes time to reading and meditating on God's word. Devotions with Deanna was created as one of those solutions to support busy leaders. My prayer is that you will be inspired to become a person after God's own heart and your strength will be renewed. So as I continue with the theme of growing with grace, growing in grace, today I will be going over one of the five reasons growing in grace is important for your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. <clears throat> I want to encourage you to find contentment and joy in your faith. We learned last week that God, and I love how this was stated, God links together our comfort and our increase in holiness. God graciously makes it our interest to be ambitious in our faith. Today, I want to share with you three ways that you can be ambitious in your faith. So if I can bring, your, um, bring you to the word, today's scripture, Psalms 51, 10 through 15. And I always read um, from the New King James Version unless I otherwise state it. So Psalms 51, 10 through um, 15 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. So um, number one of the first way to be ambitious as you read this scripture, um, well, is to be receptive. Receptive is a willingness to consider or accept new ideas or change. So think about if you've ever presented a new idea or concept in front of a group of people. You already know in the room who is receptive and who is not by just paying attention to their body language. Some have a relaxed facial expression, mouth upturned, eyes wrinkled, giving you a genuine smile like they're in they're listening to you. Some tilt their head showing you they are thinking about what you are saying. Or some have defensive postures such as arms crossed or restlessly tapping their fingers or feet. As the presenter, you can re-engage them by asking them a direct question or inviting them to share their thoughts. So what does all this have to do with um, biblical principles. Well, 
I want to take your attention to Nathan the prophet. He lived during the reign of King David in Israel. God spoke to David through Nathan on several occasions. And Nathan was a member of David's royal court and one of his closest and trusted advisors. So back to Psalms 51 is an interpretation of David's confession when Nathan the prophet went to him after, after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba and murdered her husband Uriah. David became conscious of his sin in the presence of God. He then sought God's forgiveness, asked God to blot out the sin, wash him, and cleanse him. David acknowledged his sin, confessed it, and made no attempt to hide it. Excuse me. Romans 3, 23 through 24 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The effects of David's unconfessed sin were a wrong spirit, being separated from God's presence, the joy of his salvation was gone, his witness was gone, his inner song and his praise was gone. Sin paralyzed David's influence. So can you relate to David? Do you have a wrong spirit? Do you feel separated from God's presence? Is the joy of your salvation gone? Is your witness gone? Is your inner song or praise gone? Is there sin in your life that has paralyzed your influence? Yes, when sin is gone unchecked and unconfessed, it will eventually destroy you. Yes, when sin is gone, unchecked, and unconfessed, it will paralyze your influence. Don't let fear of the unknown keep you from, ex from experiencing God's mercy in your life. Be receptive if you are like David and have trusted advisors, advisors in your life that approach you when things they are seeing that may not just be right. <clears throat> and then remain receptive in having an open posture when confessing your sins to God. He responds to our confession of sin and will restore the joy of our salvation. Praise God for that. Number two, um, yes, number two is being persistent. You know, if, as, if you remember as a child, if your mom, you went to your mom first and if she said no, or she would always say, go ask your father. So I wanna share a story of persistence and it's the parable of, of the persistent friend found in Luke 11, five through 10. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to be on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. 
And then right directly right after this is the parable of the good father found in Luke 11, 11 through 13. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, would you offer him a scorpion? If you then, be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to, act to those who ask him? You have permission to go and ask your Father in heaven to restore to you the joy of your salvation. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't let the feeling of unworthiness get in the way of your asking. You have nothing to fear and you are worthy. Don't let the fear of failure, failure stop you either. We all know the story of Thomas Edison, and it is a great example of his perseverance. He was considered unteachable at a young age. However, he eventually created the electric light bulb. While others saw his failures, he simply found over 1,000 ways to not build a light bulb. If you fail, learn from it and keep moving forward. Be persistent. Number three, be content. Being content is when you are in a state of peaceful happiness or joy. Be content and joyful in, our, in your faith. And just as I said in the beginning, God has linked together our comfort and our increase in holiness. He has graciously made it our interest to press on and aim high in our Christianity. Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in, infir in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Probably one of my favorite scriptures. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'd like to end with this, a quote from Warren Wearsby. He adds that the Apostle Paul was a thermostat. Let that sink in. The Apostle Paul was a thermostat. Instead of having spiritual ups and downs as the situation changed, he went right on, steadily doing his work in serving Christ. His personal references at the close of this letter, which is the Philippians, indicate that he was not a victim of circumstances, but the victor over circumstances. I can accept all things, Philippians 4.11. I can do all things, Philippians 4.13, and I have all things, Philippians 4.18. Paul did not have to be pampered to be content. He found his contentment in the spiritual resources abundantly provided by Christ. 
Contentment is not complacency, nor is it a false peace based on ignorance. The complacent believer is unconcerned about others, while the contented Christian wants to share his blessings. Contentment is not escape from the battle, but rather an inviting peace and confidence in the midst of the battle. So my question to you as I close today is, are you receptive to change and to be to be to going to the Lord and confessing your sins and asking for forgiveness and then turning from those sins? Are you persistent? Are you persistent in going to the Lord, persistent in asking him to lead and guide you each and every day? And are you content regardless of the circumstances? Are you content? So now I will close this in prayer and then um, close this up for the, the day. So dear Heavenly Father, I desire and I know my listeners desire to be um, ambitious in their faith. Lord, help us to um, be receptive as we come to you. Help us to be persistent and help us to be content in all of our circumstances. And Lord, um, if there are those listening that do not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Lord, I pray that today would be the day that they would come and they would just um, posture themselves in a submissive way and asking you to come into their life and be the Lord and Savior of their, their life and their home. I ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you will tune in to Women in Ministry TV broadcast, YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Devotions with Deanna YouTube channel or podcast every Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. If you have a specific prayer request that you would like me to pray for, you can send me an email to devotionswithdeanna at gmail.com. Have a wonderful and blessed day, my friends.